0: Good morning, Tuppers.
1: I didn't have time to breathe on that one. Oh my god! I had to get in there first. It's my time. I was gonna let you. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to steal it. I was just trying to give variety. I'm not taking my chances these days. You're getting it. You're getting right in there. are so, turn. Oh, I, oh my God. I forgot I didn't even say it yet.
0: Yeah, would you like to go? <laughs> good morning, <laughs> Tappers.
1: <laughs> I was like, what is he waiting for? <laughs>
0: uh, all right, we're ready. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday. Um, uh, it's good to see that we got through our technical difficulties. You know, we're pulling through here, pushing through. It's quarter four. It's, you know, buying season. My business is booming. I got Megan working like crazy hours here. Um, and we're we're just two busy little beavers here working around the clock.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so i look i luckily i get to look outside and get to see this beautiful foliage. <laughs> oh, that's what you get bitch Foliage. <laughs> <laughs> i know by rubbing it in you're right um but well, you get to look at palm
0: trees so yeah i'm looking at palm trees i'm looking at revivify um med spa Ooh. and uh boulevard boulevard's popping at night we haven't been yet but yeah that's my view
1: so is the no. med spa where people get Botox and stuff?
0: Okay, well, I've seen people go up to that building uh, a few times every day and look in the doorway and I don't think they're open, but they look like they're open. So mm-hmm. I, I, just, I actually have no idea anything about it.
1: <laughs> Maybe they have tinted windows. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. Like people go up to the door and they look in and like no one ever walks in. So I don't oh. even know if they're open. It is what it is. Um, I'm so jealous of your cozy, cozy, cute. Oh, ooh, look at me. Chris mornings fall. You know, <laughs> I am just ready for the day you guys get pummeled with feet of snow. And I will not I will be sitting here like, oh, looking at my palm trees. Look at me. Look at me. And you're driving with chains on your tires get, trying to get to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I like snow when I don't have to go anywhere. But Yes, like, we do. When you got a shovel and you gotta like everyone's going 20 miles on the road like then it's not fun yeah but if you get to like, just stay in and have a coat a cozy night you know yes it's fine
0: like honestly if i worked from home uh i would live in a cold climate which i kind of do but still i got to go out and like do things like if i solely had a desk job at home i would totally look out the window see 30 inches of snow falling and not have a care th- care in the world because i'm sitting right here and I'll Instacart my groceries, I'll DoorDash dinner, you know. I don't have to leave. That's the beauty of technology these days. We don't yeah. have to leave our damn house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon we won't have to leave our damn beds. So they'll just have robots bringing our, their stuff, so.
0: I know. Well, they still, so- remember, do you remember this? Or was this like a, um a time warp or something I was in? There was like commercials from like Walmart or Amazon, I can't remember which one, where they would come into your house and like put the food in your fridge. Do you remember that?
1: I don't. I don't remember that. No.
0: Okay, I remember that memory, and I now I'm like trying to think. Like, was that real or was that a dream? Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's the day and age we're getting to these days. And honestly, I wouldn't hate it if somebody came in and like, oh, I almost puked a little bit. Um, (laughs) Organize my fridge.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need someone to clean the fridge.
0: Oh yeah, that's the worst because you Mm get well. You got to take everything out. You got to. I personally, I put it on the bathtub. Throw it right, everything, all the drawers and all the shelves and everything right in the bathtub and um, turn the shower on and then I just scrub it. So much oh, easier.
1: Oh, wow, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, that's like, um, you know, every six months or so to like deep clean. But like if you're just doing a spot treatment, just mm-hmm. wipe that shit up with a rag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a little life <laughs> hack. Did, did you learn that from Joanne? I don't think I
0: did. I did learn the trick um, from JoJo to microwave a bowl of water to clean your microwave and then let it run for like 10 minutes and then the steam will lift all the gunk off the microwave walls it's like everyone knows that these days i didn't just like wipe it up. bitch how did you not know that
1: oh my god i'm doing that like when when we're done with this episode i'm gonna go do that
0: <laughs> yes get a bowl of water microwave safe water or microwave safe bowl water and let that run for like 10 minutes all the steam will come up it'll soften all the gunk off and then you can just go in with, like, a, a rag or a paper towel and, like, wipe out it clean.
1: Oh, my gosh. You
0: learn something new every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Life hack brought to you by Sean on Cremon.com. Life.
0: Yep, well, some of my, my, my faves, let me get right into my uh, my segment here, on uh, my fave uh, Netflix documentaries, movies, whatever, because um, I always have a lot to talk about, a lot of recommendations, and Megan just ignores them, so I'm not even going to be talking to Megan right now, I'm talking to the audience.
1: <laughs> I don't ignore them, we just have other shows that we're, ta- that we're doing right now.
0: Okay. Well, you know, it was a big premiere week for Hocus Pocus, um, Megan still has not seen it. Um, and she even offered me her login to watch it. I was like, "Well, why don't you watch it?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will. We'll get there.
0: <laughs> Hocus Pocus two debuted. The Queen Bet um, uh, thrived. I feel like she did a phenomenal job in her role. Um, the witches, the Sandersons. Um, I loved the movie. I love the concept. I love the storyline. Um, and I felt like it was you know it was an upgraded version of the original Hocus Pocus. I mean, the original one was back in 1993 or whatever. So that shit was old. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And it was actually kind of funny. Like, Patrick and I were, like, cackling. Like, some of the jokes that they were making, one of them was like, why are the zombie... (laughs) Wait, I I don't remember what they said. Something like, um, why is the the zombie version of the Golden Girl sitting in my living room? Like, something like that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that is a great line. Like, we were cackling at that. (laughs) But I have to say, Miss SJP... Now, do you know who SJP is, Megan?
1: Sarah Jessica Parker.
0: Yes. I, I honestly... I felt like she struggled in this movie. I felt like during her prime, you know, back in the first Hocus Pocus, I felt like she was still like coming up, you know, she like really sold that character. And in this one, I felt like she was almost embarrassed to be that type of witch, you know, because her character is more like the goofy, like dim wet, you know, like kind of yeah, stupid. And I, I felt like she was almost like embarrassed to play that role. And it didn't come off like natural. You know, like, when you watch it, you know, maybe next year when you watch it, whatever. (laughs) Get back to me and, like, let me know if you felt the same way. Like, I felt like she was just reading off a script and, like, she was really struggling to play that character again. I don't know. It felt off from her.
1: Well, that's a shame. I hate when people are, like, embarrassed to be roles. It's like, okay, like, I understand you're trying to get a paycheck, but, like, try to have fun with it, you know?
0: Right. I know. It felt, like, forced and it didn't feel natural from her. So whenever she had a line, I was like, God give it to bet
1: yeah. oh yeah i could tell in the trailer right away <laughs> bet was living
0: oh she is the queen sanderson you know i mean as as she is in the, the script and the whatever she is the queen of the sanderson sisters but even in the movies like she is the one you know mm-hmm. she you know she loves that role and she does it perfectly no one else could do it
1: mm-hmm. i love it well i'm so glad that she was still alive for the-
0: I know. Well, I'm I'm pro- they're probably thinking like, "Damn, we survived a pandemic. Like, we got to get this in before we're dead."
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and my next recommendation here is a new um movie here over on Prime. So if you guys got Prime, which everyone does, these says. Uh, it's called My Best Friend's Exorcism. And it's like a perfect like it's a comedic horror film.
1: Oh. And
0: it's a coming-of-age movie. You know that's my favorite genre, coming of age um it's like a high school scene you know i love the drama i love like you know the the high school jock love interest like i love all of that mm-hmm. um let me just read the description of the movie. It sets back in the 1980s. Best friends, Abby and Gretchen, navigate boys' pop culture in a paranormal force clinging to Gretchen. With help from a mall exorcist, Abby is determined to compel the demon back to the pits of hell if it doesn't kill Gretchen first. It's such a great movie. So, like, it's like horror. Again, like I said, it's kind of like got some jumpy scares, but it has a com- comedy version. Like, it is just has everything. Everything you want in a horror film is in this movie so get over on prime video um it's my best friend's exorcism watch it today
1: i'm pretty sure that's based off a book because i feel like i remember alexa like you love this book i'm pretty sure alexa like shout Mm -hmm. out to our tapper alexa um yes alexa you gotta watch the movie and um tell us about the book
0: well i have to ask her if she has seen well she doesn't like horror but i mean it's like not really that scary it's just like Mm -hmm. Comedy goofy horror. fun. Yeah. Yeah, goofy silly horror. Um, but I wonder if the book's better. Because it did at the end it said it's based on the book or whatever, but like, you know, me, I don't I don't really read, so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but those are my recommendations for this week, Megan. So I- I'm hoping to get uh, quite a bit of response from our tappers over on our Instagram at CarmenTapPod. pod, because I don't get it from you. So
1: <laughs> Okay, I guess I better step it up. I gotta start. Well, Nick and I do mm-hmm. have a plan to um, starting today, watch one or two like specific Halloween movies like mm-hmm. that we love. So like on the roster is the Halloween Town one and two, of course. Yes, yes Running Jewels. Um, Nick wants step, to watch step, step, step. Trick or Treat. He loves that movie. Have you seen what is that? that? It's like an and it's like a kind of like an anthology. Like there's a bunch of little stories, um, like horror stories. Mm-hmm and i haven't seen it in a while but it was pretty good it was like actually like scary and a little gory and like it's like the little the villain is like like a pumpkin boy with like a um like a sack over his head have you ever seen those yes seen that around I know from that about. movie. yeah oh i feel like i saw it
0: in that movie last year it was a trilogy that came out what was that trilogy
1: oh fear the street Camp- fear street was that sack boy in there? Well, it was a boy with a sack, but this is a pumpkin head boy in a sack.
0: Oh. That one I, was just was a, having... regular
1: sack, a regular sack. Okay. Regular man in the sack. Yeah.
0: I was having visions of sacks on heads, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- th- <laughs> Yeah, there was a sack in that, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are good movies. Maybe we should rewatch those.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, add this one to your list, Megan. And you're not going to,
1: you're going to love what you see okay all right i'll add that to the list <laughs> i have a long list from sean of things i gotta watch i'm not keeping I, yeah. up well i have a story to in, in our hot
0: toppies um that refers to one of the films um that i recommended and um it's been about two weeks out I haven't seen an episode of it so um i'll shame you again later on
1: okay so so we can get right on to you shaming me let's get into the porn before <laughs> the porn okay
0: well i'm i am on this this yuzu mandarin kick i am just cultured over here drinking my yuzu my yuzu orange seltzer i'm back on that kick my seltzer kick um and i have to dilute it in my water so water purifies the soul i'm drinking it today
1: and coffee purifies my mind because it wakes me up and (laughs) it gets me moving it gives me motivation it gives me hope so i got my my colombian again (laughs) sip sip girls
0: i wanted to ask do you have your uh psls on my PSL zone? No, do you have your PSLs on? Do you know what PSL stands for? Uh, pumpkin spice latte? No, Megan. No, for you, it's pumpkin sucking lips. For me, it's penis sucking lips, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. Like this? Yep, get your pu- Get your PSLs on. Your pumpkin sucking lips on.
1: When it looks like that, it looks like I have lip fillers.
0: You look like Kylie Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're all natural.
1: They're all natural. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I know. She has had no work done, so. Yeah, good for her. Oh, that's another recommendation I have. I'm watching the second season of The Kardashians. Do you you fancy
1: them? Not really. They kind of are irritating.
0: I like to watch watch that fantasy world they live in because it's something I'll never have. So it's like fun (laughs) to watch it.
1: (laughs) I know like the new season or the new like spinoff series of Pretty Little Liars. They're like in a working class like neighborhood and, you know, their families are more average and relatable. I'm like, I don't care. I want the pretty rich girls because I'll never be a pretty rich girl. So I want to watch them. You know what I'm saying? I want to watch
0: them die. I
1: I am working class. I don't care about watching (laughs) working class
0: people. (laughs) Well, Megan, now that we have our drinks here, um, and I'm, I'm not done shaming you yet, but for mm. now I'm done shaming you, um, I think it's time we kick into gear, because we got some hot topics to talk about. Ooh, ooh. All right. I want to begin the conversation, Megan. It's a little controversial. Um, and it's not like jokey controversial. It's like actually controversial. My story headline saying Aretha Franklin was tracked by the FBI for 40 years.
1: Did you know that? Oh, wh- no. What did she do? She was just singing her heart out. <laughs> She was just singing back in the choir. Yeah. What'd she do? Well, from 1967
0: to 2007, the FBI has collected information about Aretha Franklin using false phone calls, surveillance, infiltration, and highly placed sources.
1: Did Aretha know this?
0: Oh, she had no idea anything like this was going on. Mm -hmm. And there's other people that have, people of color who have had this happen to them for many years that are just learning about it recently. Apparently... People have an FBI file. Did you know that? Like all I can picture is like a filing cabinet with like our names on it. And like, oh, you pull it out. There's Sean's file. Mm -hmm.
1: And Um, like our our little like school pictures, like paper clipped on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of paper clips. Her file was first requested in via the Freedom of Information Act on August 17th, 2018, which is 270 pages long, peppered with phrases like black extremist, pro-communist, hate America, radical, racial violence, and militant black power. Okay. I'm pretty sure this Freedom of Information Act was Trump. I think, remember he did something and FBI files were getting released? Remember we talked about that? There was something on JFK. That's what it was. The JFK files. I'm pretty sure this is the same act that that whole thing was going on. So, I don't know what this act means. I should have done more research on it. Sorry, Mm -hmm. everybody. But apparently we could see everybody's FBI files, which that's pretty cool,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I feel like these days we need a little bit more transparency with the FBI, but that's another day's conversation.
1: Yeah, like the conspiracy that Martin Luther King Jr. was killed by the FBI. Mm. So it does it would check out that they have like a lot of like influential black people on the FBI list because they're like they want to keep them in check or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I feel like back in that era, like black people were still like second class citizens you know so when one person would speak up and try to make something a change or something the fbi was a little racist and were like oh we're gonna check in on this what's going on aretha's son kikaf oh hello (laughs) kikaf or kikaf i don't know how to pronounce it kikaf franklin said that uh he's not really sure if my mother was aware that she was being targeted by the fbi and followed wait is aretha alive
1: no i thought she was dead Oh, she did die
0: recently. Oh, she died Uh, in
1: 2018.
0: I knew it was recent. Oh, maybe when you die, your files are released? I don't know. Mm -hmm. According to documents, Franklin's work on behalf of civil rights in association with MLK became preoccupation of the FBI, with the singer's addresses, phone numbers, and activities regularly... My favorite word. Oh, yes. (laughs) Regularly tracked by agents. Um, These documents the FBI had... Uh, also contain letters and reports of death threats against her. So she was receiving death threats that the FBI even knew about. For example, back in 1974, she received an ominous ominous letter saying, Dear Aretha, I am still in charge of you. I am not to be crossed. You should be paying me some of my money. Evidently, your advisors do not know the dangers of neglecting what I'm saying. I would hate to bring your father into this. I Damn. mean, that's kind of threatening. Yeah. <laughs> I would say... That was back in the seventies. So, um, also in nineteen seventy nine, four months after her father was shot and killed in Detroit, she received another death, threat, another death threat, another death threat from a man who said he was going to kill her and her family. Another time uh, shows an extortion attempt against Franklin, um, and the information so conveniently from all these suspects had been redacted. So, these are just some examples of. Um, the files that were pulled from Aretha's FBI file. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like we didn't know about any of this until we read the files.
1: And interesting that they didn't do anything to like help her. Like, shouldn't they like find out who these people are and like stuff like that?
0: Well, they were more concerned with trying to connect her to black extremist groups, black liberation army, the black Panther party and other radical movements. So there's a lot of things in Aretha's past where she was working with civil rights activists like jesse jackson uh mlk and she was sitting by their side she was singing at their um events or whatever and the fbi thought she was in some kind of connection with like these radical radical groups trying to give black people rights i guess i don't know
1: so they tracked her for 40 years and they couldn't find anything i feel like after year 10 i would have <laughs> given up all <I>, right <laughs> I, just like you said Aretha
0: just singing in the choir like damn lay off yeah. put your time and resources into better um you know, more meaningful things, you know, try to stop nine 11. Don't try to stop a black girl from singing in the choir.
1: Yeah. Like I, am sorry, but I did not um, pay tax money for racism. Like, sorry.
0: Another document titled um, in her files was possible racial violence. So it describes an incident in August of 1968 when Franklin canceled a show at her Red Rocks amphitheater near Denver, Colorado. I have been there. It is beautiful. Stunning. And according to local reports at the time, fans engaged in a 20-minute melee and broke chairs and music stands, damaged a grand piano, and even set fire to trees. Now, the agency notes the the disturbance began around 9 p.m. after Franklin refused to perform because of her fee, guaranteed by her promoter, was not forthcoming. So they were saying how she, like, possibly incited violence, you know, was it because she was black? They don't, you know... It's just one of the things in her file where they were coming after her saying, oh, is she, like, promoting something? You know, is she promoting violence? Whatever. Why? What's going on here? But really, it's because she wasn't getting her check. So she was said, I'm not performing, which sounds valid.
1: Yeah, makes sense. No money, um, no music.
0: Oh, so other prominent people who have had uh, their files pulled were Marvin Gaye who has a brief six-page file, which details an incident that followed him not being paid at another concert, just like Aretha. Jimi Hendrix has a file including documents related to a pot bus in Canada. Miriam Macaba is an uh, anti-apartheid activist who was married to Stockley uh, Carmichael, has a 292-page file, which details the couple's every move, including buying new home appliances. Oh my god. (laughs)
1: Let them buy an oven. Jesus.
0: Right? So from the very early days of the civil rights movement and through today, the government has been known to keep tabs on prominent black leaders, entertainers, and activists of other celebrities involved in the anti-war or social justice movements, or whom J. Edgar Hoover thought it might be beneficial to collect dirt about. So, I mean, you go back through the history of the FBI, and I mean, not just the FBI, but like other government agencies, everybody was racist. It, mm-hmm. I mean, now these documents are literally proving it. That we were watching black people to, like, keep tabs on them.
1: Mm-hmm. For being black. I mean, where's, yeah.
0: where's the tabs on Shania Twain? Where's the tabs on, you know... <laughs> there's no tabs on other people, other white people.
1: That are act- that are like, oh, love nature, or whatever. like Right. Those types of activists.
0: The, uh, to end it, her son went on to say, um, At the same time, knowing my mother and the way that she ran her business, I know she had nothing to hide so they wouldn't have found anything and were wasting their time. As you see, they found nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So, case closed. Aretha, <laughs> Urethra and Aretha did nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she did nothing wrong. She was just singing and living.
0: God rest you, Miss Aretha, the queen of soul. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's my surround, Miss Aretha. Um, kick into second gear, Megan.
1: So, second gear is an update on the Ukraine situation. So, we haven't talked about it in a while because we haven't heard it in the news. Because things, I guess, are kind of steady. Like you know, with we ho- mm-hmm. had that whole surge of everyone. You know, had the Ukraine flags and we're donating and everything. And then like we just kind of haven't talked about it. But a- well, you were
0: like, "Oh, I'm talking about Ukraine," and I was like, "I thought that war was over."
1: <laughs> I said, "No, we just America <laughs> just stopped talking about it, but it's it's back." Um, it's back in our American conscience conscience, yeah. conscience because Russian President Vladimir Putin putrid Putin, Putin. I, love,
0: I love when you put your reporter voice on and then you start mispronouncing things because you're too busy trying to use your reporter voice yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know I had one I, you pull up the article and you're like um, according to this article According
1: to so according to this article <laughs> putin has moved to formally annex four ukrainian territories signing what he calls ascension treaties that world powers refuse to recognize so i don't know how they
0: could just do that
1: <laughs> well it's like sure putin you can do that but we're not listening i guess
0: <laughs> right
1: but he is saying um so it's these four Ukrainian territories, and he's saying the people have made their choice because he has had the four four <laughs> leaders from these four um, areas come and be like, yeah, our people voted, and they're like really pro-Russian people. They're not necessarily like the voice of the people sort of thing, and yeah. he said that they held a democratic vote, which a lot of people – outside of those areas and inside those areas said that never happened. We did not vote to be a, a part of Russia again. Right. And um, there's this really cringy picture of the four leaders in Putin, like all like having their hands in the middle, like they're about to, you know, start a basketball game, like three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> and they're all like smiling. Oh my God. It's so disgusting to look at. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he is working to integrate these four territories back into Russia that are part of Ukraine. And I heard, I watched a little bit from like a Ukrainian freedom activist saying that like these territories were always overrun by Russians and they're not really, they're never really a part of the Ukrainian kind of like belief system. Like there've always kind of been like little Russian, um, like a teacher's pet sort of places and um and their leaders were like that but the people the actual citizens you know don't want to be a part of russia again he's kind of forcing this and creating this whole this whole new treaty that doesn't exist that isn't formally like that no one else has he just made it up to steal to steal land back and um rewrite the map
0: (laughs) this is what it's all about just land
1: yeah and instead of like winning it through war he's just cheating essentially Mm -hmm. because the ukrainian army he he has asked them to stop pretty much just stop bombing just leave us alone and they're like no why why would we stop because he knows that he can't win on like actual like force so he's trying to do these little weasel weasel ways <laughs> to get to steal land so it's um and i
0: feel like if there was actually a democratic vote to be like oh you want to be in russia uh i can't really see any society voting to do that
1: right exactly that's why i said there were that's where they're like this vote is a joke there this it yeah. never happened or if it did mm-hmm. like it was completely f- fraudulent you know
0: well i love how the activists came out and was like they were never really actually with us anyway so it's not news
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah like the the bulk of the ukrainian people don't even like they don't even really they're so much like pro-russian they're right on the the border the four territories yeah. that they're like yeah we we're really we don't count them as part of like the ukrainian like people sort of thing yeah like they are part of ukraine by the map but they're very much like in Russia's pocket sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. they're there are a Russian plants kind of these nah. these people, I guess. The four yeah. leaders um of these territories. So in response to this, um the the hot president, what's his name? Putin? No.
0: Ugh. No, um Putin's hot oh my God, have you not seen him um horseback riding uh shirtless? <laughs> no he's oh a, my god he's a tiny
1: old man i'm sorry
0: he's are not you my... kidding me oh my god his body on that horse okay that I to be, be edited a, i'd be a servant any day megan
1: <laughs> you'll be his bellboy
0: <laughs> i'll be his bellboy i'll be any national leader's bellboy megan well, I'm not that
1: sorry <laughs> If I get the coin, I guess I, I'm, I'm willing to make some <laughs> sacrifices. As
0: long as he doesn't kill
1: me, I'll, I'll sure do it. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll open his doors. I'll take his luggage. Okay, so I, no,
1: I was talking about the Ukrainian president. His pants? Did you say his pants? <laughs> I almost I'll skipped hope, over that. <laughs>
0: I'll help him take his pants off. That, I I won't, be, that won't be a concern for me. <laughs> so he can ride his horse more efficiently. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, Zelensky, he is attractive too
1: yes so vladimir Zelensky, that guy um he is now he proposed an accelerated nato membership so um he's like can we like get this moving like we need your guys like formal (laughs) allied support and i feel like once putin knows that happened like he has a pretty slim chance now because ukrainians are well-trained army and the Russians are just kind of like, eh. the reports I've heard anyway, that they're not very like, right. They're not very good. They just don't know what they're doing. They're just cannon fodder.
0: I feel like a Russian army is just all in like the belief of what your leader's saying. But when you're defending your country, like in Ukraine, like if you're fighting, you're like, I am defending my country. Right. Whereas, like the Russians are like, i guess we'll do what this guy says you know
1: right i guess they have they have passion behind what they're doing right yeah and you know so um but yeah so they're kind of they're reviewing that right now and Mm -hmm. um joe biden made a statement of course
0: was he able to uh, mumble that off
1: okay here it is so this is uh president biden's statement that he made um on last friday the mm-hmm. United States condemns Russia's fraudulent attempt today to annex sovereign Ukrainian territory. Russia is violating international law, tramping on the United State, United Nations Charter and showing its contempt for peaceful nations everywhere. Oh. So yeah, that was that was kind of what he just said.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, it's we all we all, you know, it's hard for him to like not get 100% approval on that statement. Everyone agrees.
1: Yeah, I, that's why I am like there's nothing to say. I'm like, yeah
0: yeah yeah yep, i agree
1: <laughs> yeah so where we are right now is um in putin's mind he has claimed those four territories and yeah. um Zelensky is pushing for more support through nato and everything so that's where we are right now
0: i'm just shocked honestly Megan, that like something major hasn't happened because you go back through history and like all these like major events happen like through like the decades at least and You know, we haven't had, like, something major. Like, why is Putin in, like, North Korea not, like, linking arms with China and, like, invading, you know? Like, I feel like something major is about to happen. It's just, like, when at this point?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we've had plenty of major stuff happen, I feel like, in our lifetime.
0: (laughs) I'm saying, like, taking over countries and, like, land. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't understand how we're just going to keep living like this, like, with such, like tensions with these countries like you know like i don't understand how north korea is like sustain like sustaining life i don't get it like they're just so cut off from the rest of the world mm-hmm. like when is that going to change is this going to be like this forever like there's got to be something that changes here at some point
1: well it just kind of blows my mind how a world leader like putin can just be like mm, this is mine now and they're like oh, you can't do that but yeah. like so arrest him if it's fake and a crime arrest him like i don't understand why we're just like "Mm. oh oh oh, shake my finger at you
0: (laughs) i i I just don't get it
1: yeah i I don't don't
0: like they're just not like i guess in the u.s it's different from over there because i guess like that whole continent is like every nation is like touching each other whereas we're like you know we got mexico and canada we're not we're all content you know we're fine with whatever here but i guess over there there's so many like controversies i don't know and the
1: borders throughout history have changed a gazillion times like right yeah
0: well i guess it's just different and we'll see what what happens with ukraine megan loves to do her ukraine updates
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is literally the first one well because i feel like i don't know enough where like i'm like i feel like i'm stupid if i talk about it but i did listen to that one like ukrainian she's like a twitch streamer but she's like a ukrainian woman who's like tries to educate people mm. about what's actually happening and like everything so i watched a little bit of her so i feel like i'm a little bit better at it but well i feel like it's so since it's so close to
0: home for you because you've got polish heritage mm-hmm. um you just feel a, a personal connection to it
1: yeah i'm like my eastern europeans like we can do this
0: <laughs> all right well kicking it into third gear here megan my story i have a little update kind of not really but it's just a little um a little blurb on uh one of my favorite documentary documentaries recently megan uh, you wouldn't know much about it because you haven't watched it no! um <laughs> uh, monster uh uh monster jeffrey dahmer uh uh, now, I recently was talking about this documentary on Netflix. Uh, everybody go watch it. It's a great watch. Uh, even if you love true crime, it's a little a little queasy to watch. It's a mm-hmm. little much. Um, but one of the survivors of Jeffrey Dahmer, his name was Tracy Edwards, and he was the one who was able to... Uh, so, spoiler alert. Um, he was one that escaped Jeffrey Dahmer and got to police, and then the police found Jeffrey, and then everything he had in his apartment Um, he got away, he escaped, but he, from that instance, from that moment and from what he recalls being with Jeffrey Dahmer in that moment, he has never been the same. Uh, so one of Tracy Edwards attorneys has come out and talked about working with Tracy Edwards and, um, him recounting that night and how he was never really able to move on. Um, so from the article, it mentions that the attorney says that Tracy Edwards escaped uh, Dahmer's Milwaukee, Wisconsin home on the night of July 22, 1991. He then flagged down a passing patrol car on the street, a pair of handcuffs hung from one of Edward's wrists. As he told officers Dahmer had tried to kill him, a subsequent investigation led police to an apartment full of preserved human heads, body parts and photographs of mutilated men. Police said Dahmer confessed to the killings of 17 people since 1978. So at the time, Tracy Edwards was hailed a hero for helping police capture the elusive Milwaukee cannibal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tracy's a ter- attorney characterized it in a nutshell that the incident with Dahmer made Tracy... With- made Tracy into a Humpty Dumpty. He was never <laughs> able to put the pieces back together in his life. It's like, well, that's such an interesting reference.
1: I don't know. This seems oh. a little offensive. Like if you just, like, yo, Humpty Dumpty. It's like, okay. Rude. No. <laughs>
0: um, he apparently abused drugs and drank alcohol excessively. He had no home and he just drifted from place to place and it destroyed his life. Tracy Edwards described during the 1992 trial that Dahmer was listening to his heart at knife point. He told me that he was going to eat my heart. Through the years, Tracy was never the same, and he was, you know, in and out of jail, doing drugs, drinking, whatnot. Uh, he was indicted for sexual battery involving a, six, uh, involving a 14-year-old girl, so he was bisexual. Over the years, he also racked up more charges, including theft, property damage, uh, bail jumping, and drug possession. Um, and he was homeless, or he has been homeless since at least 2002. Um, now also in 2011 he was arrested after he was accused of throwing a man up throwing a man to his death off a Milwaukee bridge. Now during that time the attorney was working with him uh, the attorney said that he would always refer to Dahmer as being recalling him as the devil and he realized through this trial and working with him that he had never received any kind of psychological or psychiatric treatment um and he instead chose to self-medicate himself with alcohol and drugs um by living on the street
1: it's just really sad that like yeah especially like back i feel like nowadays like officials would be keeping very close track of them and like Mm. making sure you know that they're getting the help they need they'd be on talk shows they'd be given money you know they'd be dolled up but like he helped bust this huge case and saved a lot of people and completely thankless for it kind of like reminds me of like veterans in america i know this is a weird thing but like (laughs) they fight for a country and they go through so much emotional turmoil and then it's like once they come back they're like sorry and a lot of them end up on the street so well a post
0: post post-traumatic stress disorder is real Mm -hmm. i mean just with veterans and people like tracy edwards i mean they really do need the help once they go through something like traumatic as this is all because somebody, you know, experiences something similar and they might have a different reaction to it later on in life than somebody else. Tracy, he didn't get the treatment he needed and it was solely honestly because he was black back in that day. I mean, if you watch the documentary, you will see the correlation here. The black people back in the day didn't really have the same rights as everybody else. They were just looked at as another crime group, gang or whatever. Um, And, tracy should have gotten help after going through what he went through i mean with jeffrey dahmer he said he walked into that apartment and it he could smell death he had dahmer laying on his chest with a knife saying he was going to eat his heart i mean you know there needs to be some therapy after going through something yeah
1: yeah i mean i'd be i'd be messed up too
0: yeah so his attorney goes on to say that tracy didn't ask to be a victim of dahmer um and he was just so adverse to wanting to remember what happened to him or even talk about it. There was a civil litigation involving some of the victims' families, and he never even took part in that. His personal belief is that he didn't because he um, would have to remember what happened, which I mean, that is post-traumatic stress right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he if you watch the film, a lot of the families got reimbursed. They sued the state. They sued the police. They sued everybody. They got millions of dollars, and he didn't take a part in any of it because simply he didn't want to recount what had happened to him. And I mean, it's just really also sad of what happened to him. And to finish it off uh, the attorney goes on to say post-traumatic stress disorder is real. It's not something that's manufactured. People suffer incredibly traumatic events and it's different for every person in terms of how they handle it. You don't know what that person has gone through or how they're coping. And it might have to know that before passing judgment. So poor tracy um he was sentenced to a year or something in prison for whatever pushing a man off a bridge they were saying it was an accident he was actually trying to pull him back and he fell or something i don't know but the attorney goes on to say uh he hasn't seen him since 2015 tracy's on the streets
1: it it also seems like maybe he doesn't want help right
0: I, i think it's just you know Long gone at this point. Yeah, <laughs> as sad as it is to say, but you know, sometimes people just get to a point where it's like there's just no more helping.
1: Mm-hmm. I I saw this TikTok and when you said he threatened to eat his heart out, it reminded me of the TikTok where I was like, I had no idea who Jeffrey Dahmer was when I heard this song and it's dark pa- mm-hmm. or it's um Katy Perry's Dark Horse. The I was gonna talk about that. Yeah, the Juicy J line. Um, I'll eat your heart out, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. I'm like, I knew who Jeffrey Dahmer was. I was like, how old are these kids on these TikToks where they didn't even know who, <laughs> who Jeffrey Dahmer was?
0: I know. I remember learning about Jeffrey Dahmer back in, like, um, um, computer lab. Like, I was in a computer lab, and they were talking about him. Yeah. I was like, who is this? And I looked him up. We old. We old. We old. So that's all I got, Megan.
1: Kick mm-hmm. into fourth gear. So fourth gear here is a little tiny BB gear. Um, It's just oh, in. Oh, okay update on um eliza you gotta say it
0: you know my reference now
1: yeah say say it how you say it Uh, there you go
0: peggy something
1: eliza eliza fletcher (laughs) um (laughs) so they have finally released um her cause of death which we were talking about like why did it take so long for them to like figure it out Um, So it it was reported that um, Eliza Fletcher, 34, had a gunshot wound to the back of her head and also blunt force injuries to her right leg and jaw fractures, according to the autopsy. Um, So the Toxology Report, interestingly, said that she had fentanyl in her system. I did not see that. Yeah. So they're not sure or the report didn't say how long the fentanyl was in the body. Like, did he put it in after? Did he like you know, kind of right. like chloroform her, put it in her to like try to get her to sleep or something. Interesting. Um, and also the report did not include if she had been sexually assaulted or not. And we do know yep. that is a little bit of his MO as we talked about a different update that her attacker, her murderer, Cleotha, um, had raped a woman a year prior. But he didn't kill her. So maybe he didn't plan on killing her, but she, like, fought back and he ended up killing her. So I'm wondering if, like, he did put fentanyl in her system to kind of, like, lull her out to make it easier and then, um, or, like, whatever. Because I highly doubt that just, like... I mean, everyone has their secrets, so I don't want to say, like, you know, housewives right. are taking their kids ADHD medication to get through the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it didn't seem like she was the type of person that would be using fentanyl, like, recreationally. So, Right. Um, well, and he could have put it in her posthumously, anyway.
0: Do people use fentanyl recreationally? I thought it was just, like, laced in things.
1: I think you can... If you, like, if it's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, I don't think it'll kill you. Oh. I think it'll give you a well,
0: I know. This case could do a complete 180. Like, she could be a drug pen. Or a king pen, A drug pen. A king pen. She could be a leader. Like, I mean, Ozark. I mean, look at them. They were just a, a happy white family. And they were working with the, the, the gangs and shit.
1: Or a Breaking so, Bad, you know.
0: Yeah, so you never know. So, I mean, that, I mean, just the fact that she had fentanyl in her body... Was she an avid user? Was he her supplier, or you know, vice versa, whatever? But like, I don't know that that
1: that makes me interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I read that too, it's like, oh my gosh, because originally when we had talked about it, it was just the gunshot wound. Yeah, so that was her cause of death, but we don't know. Yeah, so I think the fentanyl is the big big mystery. I don't know if they'll ever release that or yeah. Um, But, yeah, so that's kind of where we are now with the Eliza Fletcher case. So just some breadcrumbs for you all, crime solvers. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, you're such a tease, sprinkling those in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought it was like, I'm curious of like the timeline of events. Like when did he break her jaw? When did he shoot her? Was she already like, you know, was she alive like behind the apartment building? And then he shot her. Like, I'm kind of picturing her, like, on her knees, hands tied behind her back, and she's, he's, like, he shot her yeah, like in e- the apartment building. Yeah, like,
1: execution style.
0: Right. And I feel like, yeah, from, like you said, like, his MO was, like, to rape women. So, like, I feel like he had to, like, you know, he already did the the job of kidnapping. Mm-hmm. He was, like, you know, his whole thing, his whole fix is, like, to rape her. So, like, I feel like he must have got that in at some point. And her Lululemon shorts were, like, you mm-hmm. know... A, are they off?
1: completely separate from her body
0: right so yeah um there has to be some evidence i mean it's just it takes forever for us to find out any information here i mean there was a fucking gunshot in the back of her head why did it take so long to fucking release that and let us know
1: mm-hmm. like i kind like of that. think he grabbed her she fought back that's when we got the jaw and the right leg thing he maybe like dosed her with fentanyl so she'd like fall asleep mm-hmm. assaulted her and then when she woke up he shot her in the back of the head. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe even when she was still passed out on the fentanyl, he sh- he shot her in the back of the head.
0: And he's still alive, right?
1: Yeah. He's in jail. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause he had those flip flops.
1: Yeah. He had the slides.
0: <laughs> 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 so, I mean, maybe he, we have to look more into this. Cause he's got to be telling, I mean, it's, it's him. He's on video. It's him. So he's got to recount what he did. Hmm. That's something we can look into.
1: Yeah, maybe he, when trial comes, him and his defense lawyer got a got a uh, a little secret in their pocket. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, you know what, Megan? Here on Crime Tap, we're going to find out. So mm-hmm. we're going to sign off for now, but we'll be back.
1: You bet your bottom. So <laughs> before you know, if you just need your fix in between episodes, you can follow us at Crime on Tap Pod on Instagram. Um yep. make sure you DM us what you're loving, what you're hating. Mm-hmm. Listen to us on Apple, Spotify, the other ones, Bricka Bricka 49er, Pabine. And, and everybody
0: you t- you talk to me about the shows I recommend because I know it's so one way
1: street here. Okay, I'm I'll work on it. Okay, I'll work on it. <laughs> all right. There's just there's so much media I can't keep up. All right.
0: <laughs> there is. <laughs> well, everybody go share the podcast with your family. Your friends, foes, hoes, bros. But we'll see you guys next time. Where crime is always always on on (laughs) tap. Yay!